Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We'll continue giving you the latest on Nate. It's our award-winning WWL news staff. Just gave you the latest. And as things happen, news conferences happen, press conferences, so forth, we will go to those directly via our great news staff. 260-1870, getting back to some football here. LSU in Florida this afternoon at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville, dubbed as the Swamp, LSU and Florida. As these two get together, East versus West, the one constant for Florida from the West, the one constant for LSU from the East, the all-time series. Florida leads at 32-28-3 in Gainesville. Florida has a 15-12-3 edge, and uh, overall, the last 10 meetings, LSU has done well, uh, winning 6 of 10, losing that close one last year. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director, is with us. Jeff, I don't think, uh, just from a number standpoint, uh, you know, that I would sit here and say, you know, LSU is going to lose their last seven games. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. But if somebody told me, Deke, Tell me what game LSU is going to win for sure. I can't sit here and tell them that either. So my point is, if you're looking at the rest of the schedule and you're comparing who can LSU compete with, who they have a chance, I think today would be one of those games. Seems that way, uh, considering all the injuries that Florida has and the suspensions. And, uh, but it just doesn't seem like LSU is, is really – they're really searching for, uh, for answers themselves. It, it, this is not like – uh, you know, an LSU team that's uh, cruising along with a record of four and one, five and one, or something like that, it can go into the swamp and get a win. Um, I mean, there's a lot of doubt. Uh, a lot was made up of uh, all the different meetings that occurred this week involving coaches, athletic director, players, uh, a lot of discussions. Uh, you're starting two freshmen on the offensive line again today. You will get various guys back, but he's limited. Daryl Williams is limited. So, what, you're going to be having uh, Nick Brosette, who got thrown under the bus last week after he fumbled the ball in the first game and on the first play. Um, Rashard Lawrence is back, but how much is he going to play? So, uh, there's, there's still so many questions with this team. And when I look at Florida over the last couple of years with Jim McElwain at the helm, they win games. They're not, they're, they don't collect many style points, but they figure out how to win games. And something tells me they, they figure out a way to win this game too, even though that uh, they're down on personnel as well. So with that being said, how do you, how do you see these two teams? Oh, how do they match up? Let's call it like that. Because a couple of weeks ago, you know, you know, people were calling for Jim's job as well. And now everybody's calling for Coach O's job. So with that being said, I, I kind of I, I see a similarity in the two teams, but yet not a true similarity. So what do you see with these two teams as they go head to head? Well, when you look at it, I mean, Florida is starting to wait back soon. So you have a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think this is a game where Danny Utling's got a rise above the he's got to have a big game he's got to have and when i say a big game he needs to throw for 230 250 yards which is a big game in lsu's world of, of offense i mean if they can get if they can get a really good production from him i just don't trust lsu's receivers that's the problem i think florida can can clamp down on lsu's D. We'll, we'll see how much LSU is able to run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my biggest concern is uh, Florida's offensive line has looked really good this season. And even though they you have. do get 
uh, Rashad Lawrence and Edwin Alexander, Ed Alexander back, is that going to be enough? I don't know. It, it was a really good game from Christian Lockinger last week. They need they need another good game from him. And, and if they can get Arden Key to show up and make some plays. I mean, there, there just seems to be so many ifs uh, with this LSU team. There's, there's really nothing that you can count on and say, okay, LSU's going to come out and they're going to do this today. I, it's just—it's just hard to say that. I personally don't think it's the—it's the quarterback position that we um we're you know that's making us look the way we look. I think it's just more than anything is the enthusiasm, is the is the lack thereof of playing you know just just solid, true will to win football. Now and, you know and, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong. I mean I just I don't see that whatsoever. Now let's call that you know for the the Troy game for sure. Now. I, I think that Danny Edlins, like you said, if he can get a, a 200-plus-yard passing game uh, a day or whatever, I think we'll be fine. But the, the issue with that is we still have to punch the ball in the end zone. You can throw for 100,000 yards in the game, but if you don't score any points, even if you even if you get a few, you know, let's call it a couple field goals here and there, which we've been shaky on the last couple of weeks, that still doesn't mean you win the game. Now, Florida has been able over the past couple of weeks to put up some points, put up 30, you know, 30, 35 points per game. Can we stop them, on you know, from scoring those points? And then also, can we punch the ball in the end zone and not rely on field goals? Yeah, they can't rely on field goals. I mean, you, you heard Coach Ed Orgeron this week saying they don't have a field goal kicker, and he's right. I mean, they don't. Maybe they, they, uh, Connor Culp gets the gets the uh, nod gets today. The nod, mm-hmm. we'll, yeah, we'll see how he does. Um, I. I, I I think this is going to be one of those games where you're looking at uh, maybe the first one to 20 wins it. You yeah. know, it's just it's just going to be kind of an ugly affair. It's not going to be pretty. And I think it, I think it remains close. I don't see Florida coming in and, and blowing all the way out like Mississippi State did earlier this week or earlier this season. In right. I think this game is going to be close. It's going to be right there. Uh, LSU seems to be, uh, based on hearing some of the statements from Ty Lawrence this week and some of the other guys, they are obviously more motivated for this game than Troy. And there may have been last week just uh, the looking past the Troy Trojans, which makes it a little bit. I, yeah. I, I don't understand how that happens, but that, it, it does. Uh, and so I think LSU will be fired up. I just don't know if they got. I don't know if they got the personnel though to go in the, on the road right now and, and win a ball game. Yeah, are you in a tunnel or something? <laughs> I, I got back to my car. <laughs> no, because it's, it's kind of it's it's a little distant from here, and I just wanted to make sure that the listeners could could understand what you were saying on that point uh, about LSU. But uh, while while we got you on on a good signal jet, before we get to the break, uh, you know this line started off at about three, went to five and a half. So a lot of people pick, going with the Florida Gators. Give us your prediction, LSU at Florida this afternoon. Well, like I was saying, I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game. Um, there's nothing going to be pretty about nope. it. Um, but I. I, I just see Florida pulling this thing out. Uh, something 21 17, uh, 21 14, something like that. Uh, just, uh, there's just too many questions with fellas. Yeah, I, there's just nothing where I could see uh, this team really relying on something to pull out this victory. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Reason Network Sports Director. Jeff, uh, where were you at last night? Well, I actually had the game on Thursday between Carr and McDonough. Oh, you saw two of the better teams in the state then, yeah. yeah. And I, I tell you what, uh, for those that are sleeping on the car cougar, don't sleep uh, on them, baby. I would not sleep on. No, them. they look like they're they're dome bound again. And uh, yeah, thirty-five. Uh, I, 
I would love to see these two teams meet again in the playoffs because yeah. McDonough has 10, win, 10 wins in a row for Carr over McDonough and still the Ron Eagles want to beat him. So yeah. it would be great to see him meet in the playoffs again. You you would think that the Louisiana sports writers were from Mississippi or, or from Texas or <laughs> Alaska somewhere. How in the hell you go into a season and don't have Carr in the top ten? Right. Carr should be in the top ten if they don't have Tennessee. nobody it's, coming it, back. It, I mean, that didn't make no sense to me. Even I mean, if I, they don't have a team, exactly. guys to put on the No field. starters back. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, saying the Gators in a close one. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Palermo LRN. Jeff, thank you so much for the time. All right, guys. You have a good one. All right. Sports uh, Sports Saturday continues. Tiger Tailgate, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust, and the latest on Nate. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Bellavia. This is WWL. He is Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Bellavia. Right now, a couple of uh, games in action. Looking at the SEC, the Auburn Tigers ahead of the uh, Ole Miss Rebels. Early on, Georgia likewise over Vanderbilt. It'll get posted on that. Get your scoreboard coming up as early games getting underway. And the week before, a huge one in the Big Ten. Michigan today against Michigan State and Penn State taking on Northwestern. It'll be interested to see if any of those get caught looking ahead. Along with Herb Tyler and Deke Bellavia, when we return after Bottom of the Hour News, the latest on Nate, we'll go behind enemy lines and get familiar with the 3 and 1 Florida Gators. But first up, here's a CBS update. Boy, every Thursday we visit with Willie Fritz. Tulane football coach in our segment from 4.40 to 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, this past week, VR, his one of his locks of the week was Tulane. Tulane was giving three to Tulsa. He said, they're not giving way enough points. I'm nope. going like, whoa, and Tulsa's kind of dominated. At halftime, Uptown New Orleans at Ullman Stadium, <laughs> Tulane 48 nice. to 7 over Tulsa. They are rolling right now. Remember, the over-under total on Tulane this year was, what, four and a half, five? Yep. So they took the over in that one, I'm telling you. And they're better than their record indicated because, again, Absolutely. they had Navy beat, and they uh, lost that one. So the Waves are just moments away, a half away from improving to three and two on the season. Other state college football, because of uh, Nate that was moved up right now in Hammond at the Strawberry Palace, Southeastern leads incarnate word. 28 to 20, and a good one brewing down in Harvard by the Bayou. That is Nickel State, the Colonels. And Northwestern State, and midway through the first, uh, second quarter, 622 left to play in the half. It is Nichols 7 and Northwestern State 7. That's a key Southland Conference game because uh, Southeastern is, uh, excuse me, they're 2-1, and one, and the two, other st- two state schools that are squaring off against each other, Northwestern is 1-1, one and, one, and Nichols is 2-1 and one in Southland Conference play. Yeah. 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. Here's Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Bellavia. LSU in Florida. The Tigers have won 6 of 10. And Florida is at home where they, in the Gainesville, they lead the series 15-12-3. Joining us now to talk about the Florida Gators, a gentleman that keeps up with Florida on a daily basis, Edgar Tom- Thompson joins us now. Edgar, thank you so much for the time. And from earlier this season, particularly around the Tennessee game, Michigan and so forth, the Northern Colorado game because of the hurricane was canceled. I don't hear as much, and this is from the outside looking in, but from the outside looking in after that Tennessee game, you could hear the rumblings, how frustrated Florida fans were. Mm-hmm. But from Kentucky to Vanderbilt, it seems like they are not as frustrated because of the, the steps the offense has made. Take us through the last couple of weeks and, you know, pretty much an offensive explosion by Florida's means the last couple of years, 38-24 over a pretty good Vanderbilt defense last week. Yeah, no, the offense seems to uh, finally have found some traction. And we'll see if it can continue. But that was Jim McElwain's charge when he was hired to replace Will Muschamp in mm-hmm. 2000, December 2014, was fix the offense. And he didn't. 
Now, momentarily, it looked fixed when Will Greer was under center. He's now West Virginia, was suspended for PEDs, you know, shortly after an incredible effort against Ole Miss two seasons ago. And that sent the quarterback position kind of in a tailspin there for a while. Then Del Rio, Luke Del Rio, starting last year, and then has about five injuries, both shoulders, knee, et cetera. He's done, mm-hmm. and they're going to another guy. So there's been a lot of instability at quarterback. So this year uh, they start out with similar instability questions at quarterback, right? <laughs> it, whether it's going to be Frank, it's going to be Dorea, you just don't know, Zaire. So Dorea stabilized things against Kentucky. Then he gets hurt last week. Now Franks comes in, and – We'll see where it goes from there. So I probably confused everyone listening, but that's I'm confused. I mean, you just don't know what to expect because of that position. But the difference has been lately the offensive line and the run game are playing at a higher level. And Jim McElwain's offense is based on hammering teams with the run, setting up the play action, you know, controlling the clock. And if the Gators can continue to do that, then maybe he's got something there. And I think that what we've seen is his um, willingness to embrace first-year players, Malik Davis, the tailback for one, the receiver Kadarius Tony, a former high school quarterback who's extremely dynamic, has also breathed some life into that unit. But, you know, it's two games, and we don't know how good Vanderbilt is I mean, it gave up a lot of yards to Alabama. Most teams do. And Kentucky last week struggled with Eastern Michigan. I, I do think LSU's defense is going to be the best unit it's faced, despite the fact that I know that LSU's defense has had some struggles. I mean, it's got talent. Edgar, the best look, the best asset for a quarterback is a great offensive line and a, and a really good run game that helps him kind of, you know, get past all the, all of the little things that he has to do as far as not trying to take the whole game over by himself. With that being said, I know Zaire played at, at Notre Dame for a while, and I thought he was pretty decent over there. And now Del Rio, I believe, is hurt now. And then now you have, you know, a young guy in Felipe Franks. Um, can Zaire get on the field, and can he perform the way that, you know, that they all would like for him to do? Uh, and or is Felipe Franks the guy now? Do you just go ahead and just let Felipe do his thing from here on out? You know, you know whether if, if or not Del Rio gets back on the field healthy or not, or do you just let Franks run with it? Well, McElwain's pattern thus far this season has been to make changes when Franks has struggled. Franks has been benched twice mm-hmm. against Michigan for Zaire and against Kentucky for Del Rio, who then won back the starting job, as I said a minute ago. But Zaire was ineffective against Michigan. Got, he got sacked five times, fumbled in the end zone that led to a touchdown. Wasn't pretty. Uh, he doesn't probably fit the offense in terms of a guy who's under center, a guy who's a pocket passer, play action. He's more of a dual threat guy who's going to want to do you know, RPO, things like that. And he, and he tends to kind of take off and not let plays unfold. Mm-hmm. So I think you're kind of like putting a guy square peg in a round hole maybe. We'll see. I mean, I can't predict the future with this team the way McElwain's been with the quick hook. But I would think it's all Frank, you know. And they're going to have to establish a run game with him. 
And if they can, then I think you're going to see a kid, you know, grow in confidence. But mm-hmm. if they can't and the whole game is put on his shoulders. It's going to be mean, tough. There could be some turnovers. Yep. Yep. Edgar Thompson, Florida Gators beat rider. Edgar, how can people keep up with you on social media? OS Gators, Orlando Sentinel Gators, OS. Edgar, thank you so much for the Thanks, time. Edgar. Enjoy the game this afternoon. No, thanks for having me, guys. Bye. All right. Along with Herb Todd, I'm Deke Bellavia. We will continue here. Counting down to LSU in Florida today here on WWL. To go up next, Herb Tyler's keys to the game. Senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar. We'll get you a college football scoreboard in action. And Herb gives you his prediction. LSU in Florida. And we'll get Herb's thoughts on the 20th anniversary when LSU knocked off number one Florida back in 1997 in Death Valley. Well, my partner, Herb Tyler, was engineering that Tiger offense. 30 more minutes, and we'll hand things off to the LSU Sports Network. LSU in Florida this afternoon. Coverage postgame on the point after here tonight for a long time, all the way on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.